0: Welcome to the Mind Your Confidence Podcast, a podcast designed to empower, educate, and support the millennial woman. That's right, baby. My name is Jenny Gaither. I am your host. I am a millennial woman, proud of it. And I am here to equip you with easy to process mindset concepts, confidence building tools, and daily self care practices that nurture confidence, vulnerability, And bravery. Are you ready? Let's do it.
1: You know, I spent seven years in San Francisco, three of those years to really just work on myself, and then nine months to really get away from all of the outside noise to just hone in on who I was and what I wanted. That led me back home.
0: And then my person was under my nose the whole time, but I had no idea. It's so crazy. I relate to your story in that, you know, I did also date a lot of, I don't know if you would label your exes toxic, but I've had a lot of, yeah, toxic relationships. (laughs) But um, how was he different? Like, how did you know? Because a lot of people repeat that pattern, right? They fall into similar relationships. So how did you know? Definitely would say I was one of those people
1: um, before uh, with Blake he is, he is, his energy is just different. You know, he, Mm -hmm. first of all, in all my years of dating in San Francisco, I don't feel like I ever met someone that was like a gentleman, like opening doors, you know, and I'm, I'm all for a woman being empowered and doing her own thing. But at my core, like I'm an Oklahoma girl and I want you to open the door for me and I want you to pick up the tab and like... (laughs) I don't want to go have these on the tab with you. I don't want to go have these on the date with you. Like I don't, if you're taking me out, like take me out, you know? Mm -hmm. So he very much has that Southern gentleman type of energy, which is huge for me. And I know in his upbringing, like his dad is the provider and just that pillar in their family. And he very much exudes that energy as well. But I don't, I don't even know if I can peg it. It was like when people are like, when you know, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. It was just this connection. And it was, it was like, I had known him before, you know, like my soul had known his soul Mm -hmm. before. We disagree on a lot of things, which I think is good. I don't think you should be in a relationship where you just agree with your partner about everything. But Mm -hmm. communication has always been that like foundation of our relationship because it was our relationship was predicated on conversation. I know for myself, like intellectual connection with someone is so important. Like I need you to feed my brain. And that was something that I got from him instantly. And it was just, it was everything in one package, you know, it was like, okay, he treats me like a lady, you know, he stimulates my mind, you know, he's funny, he's outgoing, he's kind. And there, there were so many weird things that happened. Like, The first time I went and met him that night after Shelby's yoga class, I went and met him at this bar to have a drink. And we're walking out of the bar and a homeless man walks up and is like, hey, I just wanted to thank you. And he's like, you wanted to thank me? And he goes, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, you gave me $40 so I could buy some work boots. And I got the job and I'm working at that job now. And like, it's because you got like you got me those work boots.
0: And I was like, God. Land this, you know, just like, yeah, yeah. You're like, how much did you pay this guy to do
1: this? (laughs) This is something that women should get very clear on, or all humans really should get very clear on. When I was in Thailand, I had made a list, and that list was like, here's all the traits that I need in a partner, and Mm -hmm. here's all the traits that I am dismissing in a partner. I had gone through every single relationship I had had and Mm -hmm. i had written down the pros and the cons of every relationship and compiled all of the pros onto a list and then added a million things on top. But it wasn't a list that was just about physical attraction. And I think so many women get caught up in that, right? Like, I want a guy that's six foot four and he has an Italian accent and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, Mm -hmm. you got it. It's like from the inside out. Of course, you have to be attracted to someone for all of it to work. But there are so many other core values that at that point I had realized that if a man didn't have, I was not interested. Right. Um, And I think that was another big thing, too, was like telling people that I wasn't interested in. No, I'm not going on a date with someone That doesn't check all of my boxes because it's a waste of time. And at this point, I'm sending the universe mixed signals. If I want my person to come, then I have to be serious and be intentional about what it is that I want. And so Mm -hmm. once I started to emit that energy and got very clear on what I wanted, it was maybe six months later and there was Blake.
0: Wow. So no wonder it was super clear because you had already written down what it is that you want in a person as opposed Mm -hmm. to... What they look like.
1: Yes. It's being mindful. Like when we started dating, we had a list of boundaries. Like we, that was one of the first things we did when we came together. Like we, yeah, we made like- Wait, tell
0: us more. (laughs) (laughs) We We love boundaries.
1: We sat together and we wrote out, these are some boundaries for our, our courtship. Cause it was before we were even in a relationship. For me, it was like, I very much- I'm independent. Like I like to travel by myself. I like to do things by myself. This is a non negotiable, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I need time with myself to just go in and to be with myself, you know, for him, he is a very charismatic. I don't even know. He's so vivacious and just like silly. And Mm -hmm. you know, he's a jokester and he, he needs space to just be carefree. Even if I'm in a bad mood, like To just like be carefree and live in that sort of joking, vivacious energy and not me not get annoyed by it. Right. There were just a lot of things on that list that we really like sat down and were like, this is who I am as a person. And these are non-negotiables for me. What happens sometimes in relationships from what I've seen is that you have this like whirlwind, like I'm falling in love with this person and the courtship is great and it's just so magnetic And then you start to compromise on your values and what are non-negotiables for you Mm -hmm. as -hmm. you start to get further and further into the situation with this person. And then before you know it, you're in a toxic relationship. Right. And for me, it was like, if we sit down and we really hash out what the boundaries are and what the non-negotiables are, if we start to teeter on these things, then we can come back to center And also, Mm -hmm. if I feel like this is leaning away from the kind of energy that I want to have and you feel the same way, then we know we're treading into toxic waters and that's not where we want to be. I think each of us have taught the other so many things through the years. You start to mold like you. Mm -hmm. It's not that I've given up my boundaries. It's just that my boundaries have become more considerate. In that, yeah. if I want to travel by myself, it's not just like, oh, I booked a flight to Mexico. See ya. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, what are your plans for these dates? Because I'm considering doing X, Y, and Z, you
0: mm-hmm. know? And the
1: same thing with him. I think my level of like independence and exploration has given him a sense of freedom in a sense, right? And yeah, there's this interdependent energy within our relationship as opposed to a codependent energy. This is like the first time I've ever experienced that. But it's such a beautiful thing to just you have so much security and faith and trust within your person that like, yeah, you know, if they say to you, I'm going to go have a drink with my friends, you're like, "Okay, bye. You know, (laughs) like it's like during the day, like when Blake starts his day, like he'll call me, you know, to just like check in or. Maybe in the middle of the day he'll call me to check in, but we don't like sit on the phone and text each other all day. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. You know, it's like yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. You know, especially if you live together.
0: Like yeah, it's like you got to live your life. Is also
1: yes, and so I think that's where we have this like beautiful synergy of like I live my life and he lives his life, and then we have this life together.
0: I love that. I feel like when we talk about toxic relationships, I think it's easy to say that oh, it was a toxic person. Yeah. But the way you sort of phrase that is like any relationship can turn into a toxic relationship. There's two people. Yeah. And I think that it becomes a toxic relationship and can be a toxic relationship in a friendship and family dynamic. When people are crossing boundaries or not communicating, you're triggering something in each other that pulls out the worst in each other. And then it just like snowballs. Right. Yeah. So, Just shifting the language in how we talk about our exes, how we both brought out and triggered the wounded parts of each other that then resulted in a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. But the way you and Blake are so self-aware, I feel like you have to be super self-aware to set those boundaries at the beginning.
1: Energy work and like spirituality has taught me is that we can only reflect what we are. If you are looking at your previous relationship and saying, oh yeah, that person's so toxic and they're a narcissist and they're this and they're that, you have to look in the mirror and say, what about me is calling in this type of trait? You know, do I have a low self-esteem? You know, why am I easily manipulated by someone that exhibits narcissistic tendencies? Do I have narcissistic tendencies? You know, you have to Mm. sit and be very honest with yourself about why these things keep happening to you, you know? And so I think that's another thing that I left out about like why I was so clear on who he was is because I was so clear on who I was. Again, it goes back to that. You are the only person, you know, you wake up with you, you go to sleep with you, you come into the world and you leave the world with you. And if you're not happy with who you are, you can never expect somebody else to give you that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like all the things that you desire and require from another woman or another person, like you have to be able to give that to yourself as a woman first. If I want him to pick up the tab, right? If I want him to be a gentleman, I have to be able to support myself. It's about finding yourself first. You align Mm -hmm. to the frequency that you want to attract. And then you're able to attract that frequency. You know, you're not cleaning your own house first and getting your own house in order first. And you can't expect that to be
0: reflected to you. Yeah, Right. Because then you're depending on someone. Yeah. If their behavior shifts and you don't like it, again, you don't have any power or control because your happiness is dependent on someone else's behavior as opposed to your own Well, and I
1: think that's why so many of us settle for things that we don't, like, it's like that self-worth piece, right? I can tell you Mm -hmm. right now, and I've told Blake this, God forbid, but if something were to happen to you, I would just, I would be totally fine being with myself for the rest of my life. Like, I love myself that much, you know, Mm -hmm. and it would take someone greater than him to make Mm -hmm. me want to even consider a relationship. I think the big question boils down to is, do you feel that way about yourself? Could Mm -hmm. you spend the rest of forever with just you and Mm -hmm. be fulfilled by that? If your answer is no, well, then you have a lot of work to do because you're deriving your happiness from another human being rather than from yourself.
0: I think so many women are getting, especially millennial women are later and later in life, are single, not married, don't have children. And a lot of people see that as weird or bad. And I am one of those women. I'm single, but I'm so happy with myself and so comfortable by myself. I could go forever like this. I do want a relationship. I'm not going to settle for anything that isn't going to just bring more joy and happiness to my life because I'm good. You know, and I don't need to deal with any (laughs) drama. I'm done with that, you know? And so, you know, you have to be in the right headspace to find someone that is going to reflect what you've found. Someone that adds to your life as opposed to is your life. But Mm -hmm. they're not my foundation. I am not. Yes, that. Yeah. Now that you've settled in Oklahoma City, you're pregnant you have this beautiful family that you're starting. Tell us more about like your store, your Reiki healing, your Yeah. Plot twist. I took a complete
1: 180 in my career and I teach dance, but I consider dance now like a spiritual practice. And it's not the primary grunt of my work anymore. I am really focused on helping other women understand the mind, body, spirit connection. And Mm -hmm. the concept of purpose, because I think so many women are unfulfilled and fall into this mindset of like lack or these feelings of like depression. And I hear time and time again, like, I have a great life. It's that something's missing, Uh you know, I find in my own experience, because we can only teach from our own experiences, right? The secret sauce to purpose is intuitive development, personal development, and spiritual connection and integration. And Mm -hmm. once you have all three of those things, that's the mind-body-spirit connection, you can understand purpose and why you're meant to be here and what you're meant to be here for. So I really focus my energy on that now. The body component really comes in through the dancing and helping Women connect to their sensuality through dance and helping them to express emotion through dance. The mind for me, I do a lot of work like surrounding intuition and just how you tap into, you know, your intuitive pings and how you learn to trust yourself and then your spirit, how you can foster a channel between yourself and source, whatever you believe that to be. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have a belief, helping women establish their own belief. So I do mentorship for that. I see clients for Reiki. I see clients for soul mapping. I also have a metaphysical space here called Cosmic Flora. I sell crystals. We have smudges. We do metaphysical events and classes and workshops. Women's empowerment dance classes with a a component of spirituality and personal development. It's weird it's not weird. I have to stop using that word. It's divine how
0: when you decide to make <laughs> a pivot, everything aligns. When I think of align, it is easy, but it's not easy because it's so work to put all these things together. Boom. Alignment is flow. You
1: do the work with the understanding that because you're doing the work, it's all going to come. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but it it says hustle and then they crossed it out and they wrote a line underneath it. Hustle mentality is like, if I stop grinding, I'm not going to have this life. I have to work super hard to have all of these things. Whereas like an aligned mentality is like, I know that by showing up in this intentional energy, everything is already flowing to me. And that doesn't mean that it's not hard work. There's like a, d- a different level of intention behind it because you can hustle and just be doing busy work, right? You know, whereas when you're aligned, everything you do you do with intention and you do with purpose, mm-hmm. and because of that, you are rewarded and you stop counting every dollar. Like for me, there are mm. so many things that I do just because it lights my soul on fire. You know, like yeah, I eventually have wound up making money off of these things, but that's not where it started. Right. You know, it, it just like started passion. like, right. Like I wanted to do something good for other people. A lot of advice you see for businesses online, like, especially mm-hmm. if you do like coaching or mentorship, you know, it's like people ask me stuff all the time and I'm just, I'm an encyclopedia like here, mm-hmm. you can have it, you know, and have some of those people turned into my clients. Absolutely. Have yeah. others of them not. Not yet, but will they eventually? Yeah. Whether they, you know, wind up working with me one-to-one or they do a Reiki session or they sign up for a group class or they come on a retreat, they're in my sphere. You know, they're Mm -hmm. part of my community. They talk to me all the time and they see what I'm doing. You have this blind faith, this trust that the things that you're doing and putting out into the world are going to work because you're doing them from a different place. Like you're doing them from your soul. I opened mm-hmm. Cosmic Flora in September of 2020. And people thought I was insane for opening a brick and mortar store during the pandemic. But yeah. I just knew in my spirit, like it was what I was supposed to be doing. I felt that, you know, very heavily. Wow. And it, it worked out perfect. And with crystals and metaphysical items, people don't want to order that stuff online. Like they really want to connect with someone and talk about it and feel and the understanding. Yeah, Right, so I just was really like, this will work out in the way it's supposed to work out. I had to trust that what I was leaning into was what I was supposed to be doing. And you just have to trust, you know, as scary as it seems that when you put yourself and you put this thing out there, it's like cooking with love. You know, your mom's food tastes better (laughs) because your mom cooks for you with love. And so whatever you put out in the world is better because you cooked it up with love. And so I think when it comes to like value, everything you give people, you just give from that space of love. And I started falling into the concept of rather than worrying about growing my community, why don't I just nurture the community that I have? Rather than being upset that my Instagram has been sitting at this number of followers for the last, you know, two years, why don't I just nurture those people that are there? Say you have a hundred followers Mm-hmm. And say you have thirty percent engagement, so thirty people are watching your stuff every single day. Imagine a room full of thirty people.
0: Right, That's out of impact. I That's love insane. that.
1: Nurture that. So retweet. Yes, I had to get out of that mindset of like I'm not growing fast enough, and slip into that mindset of how do I nurture these people, and you can mm-hmm. only nurture people through value.
0: Yeah, I love this. I'm providing more and more and giving more and more knowing that I will be taken care of too, because this yes. is also taking care of me in a lot of ways. Like I'm sure you probably relate to this, like everything that I've done in terms of when I, when I was teaching at Soul Cycle or now with coaching women, it's so healing to yes. help people. Yeah. It heals me every single time I have a session. Yes. And so there is this when you're doing it from that place of love like cooking with love, yeah. you are, you are, you are also feeling the love. You are also healing from that experience. That is the cooking
1: with love because you have to offer your value from your own experience. Mm -hmm. And I think when you, you know, for you, like you're coaching women from your own experience, you know, you can tell the difference between like someone who just is going through the motions of learning a skill versus someone who is immer- has been immersed in that skill and is leading from that immersion. I know in my own experience I I really take value in teaching women from my own experience and that requires too a certain level of vulnerability. Like you can't you can't be perfect or cookie cutter all the time. You have to be willing to share the nitty gritty. You have Mm -hmm. to go into the dark depths with someone, like drag them in there, you know? Uh, Yes. And so, yeah, it's very cathartic for me too. Like I get so much, like immense amount of like pride and joy, whether it's like after a coaching session or after like doing a group class or leading a retreat, like I'm so fulfilled. It's not even like you're pouring into others. It's like this reciprocal energy, you know, where you're them and they're pouring into you and you just feel really
0: full there are so many different ways to heal you can heal through dance you can heal through reiki you can heal through one-on-one coaching but there is i think such a resistance to even starting that process for some mm-hmm. people because they're terrified of what will come up what would you give to someone who is at the very beginning of their healing
1: it's definitely scary there's two ways that healing is portrayed. You know, it's portrayed as sort of the dark night of the soul experience. You know, you're going to go through all of this yuck. And then it's portrayed as love and light. (laughs) And really it's somewhere in the middle. You are going to go through a lot of yuck and there is going to be lots of love and light. What is worth it for you? I think is the question that you have to ask. If I'm Mm -hmm. in this space where I'm I'm drowning or I don't understand myself and I just want to be in a different place. The only way you're going to get there is by investing in your healing. So I'm investing your time, investing your energy, investing your finances. So how important is it to you to swim rather than drown. That's really what it boiled down to. How important is my wellness? How important is my well-being? How important is this journey into discovering who I can transform into? If that's something that a non-negotiable for you, you don't want to walk through life as a zombie, (laughs) then you have to pull the trigger. I think it's always nice to do it with someone holding your hand who's been there before you. But mm-hmm. however you
0: choose to do it, you have to do it. That's the only option. Figuring out why it's important to you is that to keep you going too when it's on those tougher days and reminding yourself of what the bigger goal is. I just have to keep telling myself, like you couldn't keep going the way it was and that's right. why you're here. And you don't yeah. know where you're going. <laughs> you <laughs> right. don't know what it's on the other side of this, but you can't go back. You just won't. Right. <laughs> so that was, you know, what kept me going. <laughs> yeah, you know where you came from. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I know where I came from and I don't want to go back there. When people say like you changed or I don't know you and you're like, you don't know me anymore. I have mm-hmm. changed. And that's a beautiful thing because what's not evolving and growing is dead. And yeah. I don't want to live this life feeling dead inside because I'm not watering my grass, you know, like, right. I have to pull the weeds and I have to water my grass and I have to tend to the garden of me. And if that means that beautiful new flowers start blossoming up, which eventually will happen, then Mm -hmm. that's change and growth that I needed. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing to change and outgrow people. And I think that's something that people are afraid of, too, which we talked about earlier. It's like you have to be willing to let what's not for you fall away. Just you have to be willing to surrender to healing and let what's not for you fall away
0: and let let what is for you gravitate towards your life. So well said. Yeah. Oh, it's like a sermon over here. With coaching, something that comes up a lot and church sure it's come up with you is, is that inner trust of learning how to trust and tap into what you feel? Is there an exercise that people can start doing to tap into their intuition? Yes. listening.
1: So there's, it's two part, right? Cause like you said, it's listening and it's feeling as humans. We have to recognize that our cell phones, our computers, all of these cool devices that we have, like at a base level, we're modeled after how our brain computes things. You can see your, your mind and your brain as two different things. Your mind being this like conscious awareness And your brain being this supercomputer that is here to protect you. What is it protecting you from in 2022? It's not protecting you from saber-toothed tigers. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that realization that, well, my brain is probably often protecting me from things that are going to encourage me to grow. I have to realize that my first inclination about something is the right inclination you know, when someone asks you a question, what's the first thing to pop into your head? It's so funny. I have clients now who I'll ask them a question and they'll say, I don't know. And then they'll go, wait, let me not say I don't know, because I do know. So I would recommend really tapping into that awareness of what was my first inclination about this person, about this job, about this idea, about this environment. What was my first inclination? And that first inclination is often accompanied by a feeling start to i think do things also that connect you to your body a lot of women are very disconnected from their bodies you know sometimes that's just a sensory you know thing that's come about for protecting themselves sometimes it it comes from trauma and sometimes it comes from just never knowing mm-hmm. so what are some things that you can do to get into your body breathwork is a great practice for getting into your body dance is a great practice yoga is a great practice But I think it's the coupling of I need to be aware of how my body feels and I need to be aware of my mind's first, my mind's first inclination and how my brain might be working to compute that for my safety, quote unquote. And when you can start to put those two things together, then you have intuition. And so many women already know what that feels like. They just mm-hmm. choose to disregard it because they don't trust themselves. And that's a third piece. And that third piece is that inner confidence piece. And that mm-hmm. comes from practice. Start mm-hmm. honoring your intuition. And when you're right, you form this bond with yourself that says, I'm going to trust that first inclination and that feeling in my body because I, I've seen that I'm capable of doing that and that I'm right. And that's really I feel like the three components is just paying attention to your conscious mind, paying attention to how your body feels and starting to act on what you're paying attention to so that you can form a bond of self-trust with you, with you.
0: It's interesting because as a person that grew up dancing like you and then taught fitness for over 11 years and now I'm running my coaching business full time but I'm not moving as much. Yeah. I find that when I do move, I start crying almost every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I, what is happening? It's like a river. How I would say the majority of people are operating day to day when they, you yeah. know, they go to an office and they sit at a desk. And now I understand how that disconnection happens so quickly. Yes. I feel that pressure. It's so funny. It used to just be baked into my schedule where I was yeah. had classes and I had to go, you know. And so now I find that it's less about working out. It's just moving my body once a day. Yes. And when I do that, I find that I'm open more to exploring what that can look like. It's just a really powerful way of just allowing yourself to kind of see what happens through movement of what your body needs to. And I think that's also a way of like connecting to yourself and connecting to that just sort of intuition, letting your body lead.
1: Yeah. Our body has so many emotional receptors in it. We store trauma in our body and we store emotions in our body. And if you look at, you know, the neurological link between your brain and your body and what kind of connection there is between certain organs and certain centers in your brain and certain emotions and certain centers in your brain. And you also like if you look at Chinese medicine and you look at pressure point therapy and you look at Reiki, and you look at the chakras, and you look at yoga, right? Like there's all of this proof across all of these different cultures of what our body is capable of internalizing. And if you want like a scientific perspective on that, there's a really good book called The Body Keeps the Score. It is a really good read. It's a long read. It breaks down how we internalize trauma and emotion in our body from the perspective of a medical doctor And so I think that's something to keep in mind, too, is you need to move your body because moving your body helps you move through trauma and move through emotion. You know, it's not just about exercise. It's about mental health. And if you're Mm -hmm. not moving your body, there's a component missing for your mental health.
0: Oh, for sure. Yes. Sean, this was so... Incredible. I am so obsessed with you. I'm so inspired by you constantly and how you're always just stand out as this like very bright light in the world. And I just really admire everything you stand for, everything you've done on your journey. I love following you. I'm so excited to see, you know, what comes next for you and your family So where can the listeners find you?
1: Yeah. So if you're based in Oklahoma City, Cosmic Flora is in more. So you can just pop up on Google Maps. It's great. Cosmicfloracrystals.com at Cosmic Flora Crystals on Instagram. And then for myself, I think the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. My Instagram's at Cosmic Lee Shauna. So I can see clients in Oklahoma City and I can see clients worldwide thanks to the internet distance Reiki sessions. I can do virtually um, soul mapping. I can do virtually. And then of course, spiritual mentorship I can do virtually. So yeah, that's the easiest way to, to connect. If you just have questions about any of this, I'm pretty good at
0: checking my DMs. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're always on it. Well, thank yeah. you so much again. I'll put every way of getting in contact with you in the show notes. I'm just so excited to share everything that you have to say so thank you well you
1: are my reflection so thank
0: you for having (laughs) me i appreciate you thank you shauna welcome so with that make sure that you are subscribed go to JennyGather.com so that you can be getting these episodes before everyone else make sure you follow at mind your confidence and make sure that you are gentle with yourself we are all doing the best that we can. Take a deep breath. You're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. You are doing great. You got this. Big hugs.